Hello and welcome to Guest Star from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The United States Treasury Department presents Guest Star with Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra, yours truly, John Conti, and starring Brian Donlevy. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is John Conti, your host for Guest Star, a transcribed feature for Savings Bonds, presented as a contribution of this station in the public interest. If you own maturing Series E Savings Bonds, you have the privilege of holding on to them at interest for as long as 10 more years. So save your maturing bonds and keep on buying more of them. There's no finer investment in the world. In a moment, we'll introduce Brian Donlevy. But right now, let's listen to Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra with The Piccolino. Brian Donlevy. He appears in an original guest star sketch entitled Pickup by D.H. Johnson. We take you to Hollywood and Brian Donlevy. Some of my more facetious colleagues in the State Department call me Johnny Davidson, the paper boy. That's my job, picking up and delivering important papers to and from American embassies and the heads of free governments around the world. Just what the documents are, nobody ever tells me. All I know is that I pick up and dispatch case, and I'm off by the fastest means of travel available to London, Berlin, Tokyo, practically anywhere outside the Iron Curtain. Sometimes I pick up information, too. Now and then it comes in handy. Take the last time last year when I was flying to Berlin from a little country down in the Balkans, I'll call Malvania. Malvania doesn't have many airlines, so I was riding in an old pre-war DC-3. A uh, battered old two-motor job that had just one nice feature. 
the prettiest stewardess I'd seen in many a mile. Shortly after we took off, she stopped beside my seat. Is everything all right, Mr. Davidson? Well, you speak English. In that case, everything's definitely going to be all right. Here, sit down. Let's have a chat. Thank you, Mr. Davidson, but the airline rules say... Who's going to tell the airline? Look, there's only one other passenger in the plane, and he's sitting up there with his back turned. Come on, sit down. Well, if you think it's all right. Do you mind if I put your dispatch case up in the luggage rack? Not a bit, only you'll have to put me up with it. <laughs> I can't let go. Oh, it is changed to your wrist. You, why, you must be a diplomatic courier. Yeah, now you be diplomatic, too, and don't ask me any questions. Oh, but it is such an interesting job. So is yours. Tell me, how do you like being a stewardess? In an old plane like this? Not too big. Now, what's the matter with a DC-3? It's slow, but it always gets there. Oh, yes, but it is not pressurized. Hmm? But a stewardess, that is... Uh, you mean when a plane is pressurized? Then the pressure inside the cabin is always the same, no matter how high the ship flies. But in this plane, when we get up high in the air, the air gets thin and then... Oh, people's ears pop, you mean? Not just that. The lunch we carry for the passengers, the cork pops out of the vacuum bottles. Soup, coffee all over the place. Sometimes all over the stewardess. <laughs> no kidding. Say, I never knew altitude blew corks out of things. I sure do pick up more odd information. <laughs> and speaking of picking up oh, things... Oh, uh, Yes, sir? Come here. Excuse me, Mr. Davidson. My other passenger wants me. Coming, sir. When that passenger up ahead turned to call the stewardess, something about his face jogged my memory, a gray, sick face, and he was a sick man because he wanted the stewardess to bring him a glass of water so he could take some medicine. All at once, I placed him. Manic, his name was. Ivan Manic, and he was a spy. Just about the same time as he drank his medicine, he placed me. His eyes flicked over my dispatch case. I knew what he was thinking. Oh, brother, the applause he'd get if he could steal that dispatch case with those documents whatever they might be. But Manic, I figured, didn't have a chance. Even if he could get the papers away from me on the plane, what would he do when we landed in Berlin? I relaxed, enjoying the view of the stewardess as she went up and down the aisle, serving lunch first to Ivan, Manic, and then to me. Your spray, Mr. Davidson. Here, I will fasten it on the seat. Mm. Hey, looks delicious. So do you. <laughs> With this coffee all over my uniform? Oh, <laughs> vacuum bottle blew its top, huh? Always. Every time we get up high. It was right then, just as I was beginning my lunch, that things started to happen. Ivan Manic, up in the seat ahead, suddenly got to his feet, knocking his tray into the aisle. He came back toward me and the stewardess, and in one hand he carried carefully, very, very carefully, a little bottle, a cork bottle full of some kind of amber-colored fluid. Mr. Davidson, hmm? I would like to have your attention. What do you want? You see this little bottle I'm holding? This, Mr. Davidson, is nitroglycerin. Nitroglycerin? It explodes at the slightest jar. If I throw this bottle down, you and I and the pilots and this plane will be blown into a million pieces. Now, stewardess. No, no, please. Stewardess, go up to the pilot's compartment. Tell them what I have here. Tell them I order a 90-degree turn to the north. Yes, sir. Right away. 90 degrees to the north. That'll take us... Where that dispatch case will be very valuable. No, no. Don't move. Or I drop the button. 
I sat there looking up at Manic. He was crazy enough to drop the bottle of nitro and blow us all to kingdom come. For myself, it didn't matter, but there was the stewardess and the pilots, and if I let him get away with this, those papers could do a lot of damage. What could I do? All at once, something flashed into my mind. A piece of information I'd picked up, I had the answer. I started easing up out of my seat. Careful. One false move, I throw the bottle. Then I jumped. I sprang right from Manic's ugly jaw. The bottle flashed through the air and smashed against the wall. There was Manic on the floor, out cold with that amber-colored liquid dripping all over him. Mr. Davidson, the pilot said... What... what has happened? Our friend's going to sleep. I'm afraid there isn't enough coffee left in that little bottle to wake him up, either. It was coffee in that little bottle? Not nitroglycerin? How did you know? Oh, a little information I picked up. Remember, you told me how vacuum bottles pop their corks when they get up where the air is thin? Yes. Okay. If Manic had brought that nitro up from the ground, the cork of that bottle would have popped. Oh, I see. That meant he'd put the liquid in the bottle here in the plane. I knew he'd taken medicine. That's where he got the bottle, and he had coffee for lunch. Well, there you are. You are wonderful. That just shows you what can happen when you pick up information. And uh, speaking of picking up things, are you doing anything tonight? <clears throat> Not unless you are. Well, I'll be free for the evening as soon as we get to Berlin and they unchain me from this dispatch case. Uh, tell me where you're stopping. I'll pick you up at 7. Thank you, Brian Donlevy. That was a fine performance. Thanks, Rod. It's nice to be on hand to help sell those fine savings bonds. It's the best savings plan I know of. Well, it's nice to hear you say so, Brian. Uh, how do you buy your bonds? I like the bond-a-month plan, Rod. It's very simple and easy. You just authorize your bank to buy you a bond every month and charge it to your checking account. That's all there is to it. The bank does all the rest. Well, that's painless saving, all right. Just as the payroll savings plan is made to order for salaried workers... The bond-a-month plan is an ideal thrift program for professional men and women and those who are self-employed. Automatic saving is sure saving, and particularly when you're investing in something as safe and sound as United States savings bonds. That's right, Rod. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, that when you invest in savings bonds, you accomplish two important things, helping to keep your country strong and helping to make your own future more secure. So let me suggest that you save regularly in United States savings bonds. There's no finer investment in the world. Good advice, Brian Donlevy, and thanks again for being with us. Back in New York, Harry Sosnick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra bring us to a happy conclusion with George Gershwin's Summertime.
been listening to Guest Star, a transcribed feature for United States Savings Bonds, which today featured Brian Donlevy. The time for this program is donated by this station every week in the public interest. The Treasury Department thanks your station and Mr. Donlevy for their contribution to the Savings Bond program. The supporting players, Barbara Luddy and Larry Dobkin, the narrator, Rod O'Connor, and the play was directed by Louis Graham. Next week, we'll have another famous guest and more good music by Harry Salznick and the Savings Bonds Orchestra, so we hope you'll be on hand. Meanwhile, this is John Conti saying so long and reminding you to join the payroll savings plan where you work or the bond-a-month plan where you bank for the regular purchase of United States Savings Bonds.